Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. This is Dr. Leland, your host for Level Up. Today, I have a special guest coming all the way from Mumbai, India. Sava here. Welcome to Level Up. How are you today? Hi, Le- Hi, Constance. I'm really doing great. Okay. Good. Tell me a bit yourself. Where were you born? Well, uh, firstly, it's a pleasure to connect with you, and uh, you know, thanks so much for having me you know, on the podcast. It's really an honor out here. Uh, well, I'm doing great. How are you today? Good, good. Tell me about yourself. Okay, well, so I'm from uh, you know the commercial capital of India, Mumbai. I used to call it Bombay earlier, and I've been in the you know learning and development landscape for now 15 years. And it's been an awesome transformative journey for me personally and professionally because rare opportunity, you know, for someone to be um, in the training field as, you know, you have to, uh, the platform to change, to impact someone's life, you know, to change somebody from the inside out. So, I mean, if I see it that way, it's been, you know, a very awesome and an enriching journey. Well, apart from that, I'm somebody very curious, compassionate in terms of, uh, learning you know anything that aligns you know with my values and with my purpose so it, it, it can be hr or it can be you know wildlife or martial arts or yogic sciences or anything like that and as long as i'm able to you know put back the learnings to the people and that's where you know you serve your purpose as a human being first true true uh what classes do you teach or train people in well i've trained school and college students and the broader audience for the last 12 years has been, you know, bottom line associates, you know, up to managers and sometimes even senior managers. Well, I focus primarily on leadership, uh, coaching, organizational change, uh, management aspects, you know, management development programs. I do a lot of uh, global culture acclimatization, cross-culture awareness, especially for the India audience because... Culture, you know, it's like a melting pot out here in India. And, you know, it, it becomes difficult, honestly, for us to uh, adjust to each other sometimes, you know, <laughs> because it, it, it's so multifaceted out here. And, uh, you know, how do you, you know, form those connections and bonds and, you know, you get used to with, uh, you know, maybe Europe or US, UK, okay, the Middle East, Africa. So, um, I personally have a penchant, you know, for learning cultures because it's really good. And, and you know, it may be different world over, but, you know, you're connected with some kind of a common thread somewhere. Yeah, I like that. It is, um, I think it's here in San Diego, there's a lot of different cultures as well. California is just a melting pot. And California has its own culture. I feel like there's just different vibe. And then you go and work with somebody from India or, you know, I think the globalization has changed and impacted the way we work, 
right? I mean, you're in all the right. way across to India, you know, it's at night at your time and it's like super right. early morning in my time. So it's amazing how globalization has enabled us Absolutely. to not fly anymore, you know, hours yeah, to, know. to meet up. Speaking of meeting up, how did we meet? Well, I think uh, it was through one of my posts that, uh, you know, you expressed uh, your comments and I really like that engagement that happened. And I think that's where, you know, we had that connection because common ground that I saw that you have a uh, you know, penchant for leadership and you know that that's my profession and it's really great to connect though I know that you're from education and teaching and training there's a thin line of difference but again what we're doing at the end is impacting someone you know their lives and learning the knowledge and you know what you do as a teacher or you know as an academic uh, professional and what I do uh, you know a person from HR or leadership is we kind of help uh, to make people in the situations better at the end, you know, let me just put it very simply. So, and help, you know, your student or your trainee, whoever it is, you know, to reach the next level of performance, you know, help them transit to that level. And when that happens, you know, it, it's, it's really a joy to see somebody transforming and, you know, moving to another dimension of performance. It's amazing, actually. Yeah, I, I get... I think my inspiration in LinkedIn through leaders like you within your industry or domain market, just to see what type of leadership happens in, across the globe, right? And so when I see similarity, I click and I get excited. I'm like, this is amazing. It's a great day today at LinkedIn, you know? So yeah, it's, absolutely. It's nice. What kind of interest do you have in the education world? Yeah, well, I think uh, it's, it's like an unlimited, you know, boundless uh, dimension education and personally for me it is very dear because you know to me I, I I think that education one is the greatest equalizer the way I see education you know if I can contribute in any way and I love to would be to make it more dynamic because I see uh, you know let me speak you know from uh, the Indian subcontinent perspective so you know it's very it's still very rigid though kind of you know we've really changed over a period of time but uh, I want to see it more fluid, less bookish, you know, less textual, and more focused, you know, on students and make students understand, you know, the importance of emotional intelligence, the importance of self-awareness, firstly, because A, from whatever I see, you know, today happening in the society is, they're like not aware. You know, of, of their own of their own physicality, of, of their mentality, of their mental prowess. You know, that the mental. You know, do they have a mental model? And I feel sometimes, you know, it's pity that you know these things are really not focused, if not taught, but not focused. You know, in in the education sector here. So if you go deep down, you know, if a child is able to harness. Uh, his mental faculties, you know, memory, imagination, to put it very simply, the self-awareness, the self-regulation, understanding the importance of emotion, and all that you know, surely comes from, you know, the child's background. These are very important things, I feel, constants that uh, the school needs to focus on and, you know, really be very gung-ho about it. Because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't uh, you know, control your mind, how are you going to control your life, how are you going to manage your life, how are you going to take charge of things that come your way. Uh, so I think that schools need to focus on emotional intelligence, self-awareness, and things like that, and then, you know, switch over, 
you know, to, to the more uh, intense side of, uh, you know, the academics. Because once you're able to gain control of yourself, then you can take charge of your life. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I fully agree with that because when I do course development and I'm actually going through an instructional design right now from another company because I've course developed for a while, but I really, I, I do that through certifications and also through my experiences. But when we were discussing earlier, when I have a live Zooms and I have the ability to talk to my students the reason that they like my class, it's not because I'm really great at more than other instructors, but I'm fully aware that I value their time. But also, like you said, stay away from so much bookish. You know what I mean? Like you say that it's more of like somebody can read that. They can actually buy the book and they can read that. But what are you actually giving them from reading in that whatever time management or leadership what actually does it look like in the real world when you're actually working with people and so i'm trying to marry theory and competency-based learning through either case study or discussion meaning some of my students are not just from high school they're already working they're already managers like yourself right you you do hr from india so if you were in my class i would be like hey Tell me about a situation when you did time management or you had a bad leader. What does that look like? And I think that's more enriching to the whole community of learning because you learn about theory, you learn about bad managers, but what does that look like in the real world? And so that's what I'm trying to marry. So I'm glad that you said that because I've been trying, okay? I've been trying to make sure my students really get the full picture, not just theory, because to me, it's like anyone can read the book, but do they really get what that means in the real world? And can they apply that? Yes. Yeah, that's good. I'm good. I'm I'm glad you said that. Yeah, Yeah, because I I just want to add, you know, to bring in more value to our uh, discussion. During the ancient times in India, they had this Gurukul system, okay, that the ancient education system where the child doesn't learn academics, you know, the real academics till he's... 12 or 14, so till kind of, you know, the early adolescent stage. They taught how your body aligns, you know, with the cosmos. Because till you don't understand, you know, that kind of, uh, what you say, theory or knowledge, nothing else is going to make sense. So that was their orientation. So they oriented, you know, the students completely towards the physics, you know, side, the, the biology side, you know, the chemistry side, you know, through these practical things. You know, the phases of the moon and the sun and things like that. It's really interesting. You know, sometimes if, if you do have some time, uh, you know, if you can delve into it, because today, you know, there, there is no value, you know, for your own self in terms of your physical nature, your mental nature, you know, everything is crammed and then you kind of just shoot it. And that was, you know, a great landmark, you know, in education those days. And they're trying to revive it. You won't believe that they're trying to revive it, but how much, modern education is going to support that, you know, we have to see. So they're trying to bring it back in India because there's so much of, or rather there is paucity of awareness in, in students here, uh, Constance. So I just wanted to add that. Wow. Yeah, the application of learning is important. So what do you do with the theory is fine, but how are you going to apply the tools 
Yeah, that's actually amazing. I'm glad you said that because I feel like that's what I always tell my kids. I have two kids. I have one that's going to be 15 and 18 this year. Oh, I have an adult wow. child. I know, right? So yeah, I <laughs> so I said, okay, like the first 10 years of your life actually is the foundation that you actually use to navigate your life through. The rest, like 11 to 20, is more of what are you learning in school? How can you repeat? How can you memorize? How can you... But when you actually are faced with real problems at work or even with your friends, they don't know how to deal with it. And then now with social media adding to that, I see so many teenagers kill themselves for what? And I feel like because the first 10 years was all about memorization, not like you said, right. invest on emotional being and, and getting yourself mentally strong and Absolutely. making yourself know how to make decisions when you're faced with life. And I feel like even my own children, I tried, okay? But like when they make decisions, it's so weak and they cry about it. I'm like, why are you crying? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> back when the old days, we didn't have any electricity. We cook Absolutely. outside. We don't have phones. We don't even have Google or Siri. We go to the library. We walk, right? Like what? Mm. You know, we play, I play with rocks when I was little. That was my, you know what I mean? Like I had one doll. Now it's like, my life is so hard looking at iPhone 13, you know, $1,500 later going to a private school. Like, why are you crying? You're getting, I feel like the more you give them, the, the more yeah. they feel weak right. because they don't right. have to strive hard for it. Hard for it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's a great point because I think the more decisions, you know, it's good you brought about decision because it, it, it's one of those, uh, what you say, paradoxes of leadership as well, if I may connect it that way. Today, there is, there is like, there are limitless options and that's where, you know, problem comes to, to choose to make your choice and then, you know, to make, you know, that those decisions. But for me personally, what I learned, uh, and that's what I said, you know, this is, for me, it's, I'm very fortunate, I, you know, I chose this line, uh, probably I wouldn't have ever learned it that heuristics is something that helps a person to make, you know, those, those quick decisions based on your prior experiences and, you know, those mental models or whatever, you know, you have images in your head because sifting through so many things and at the end, you know, you make one decision and then it's, it's wrong and you sit down and mull over it and cry over it. So for me personally, heuristics works so that because as simple as you go on Amazon and then you want to select one product and you're tempted to select you see so pages after pages and then you're like, you close it down because you're exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just too much. I just go by like, okay, 5,000 reviews with four stars versus 200. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with the 5,000, right? Like, absolutely. It just makes it easier. You no. Know? And, and I think it's such a disservice that we have a lot of people who are in leadership who is not fully aware of how their decision making skills affect the rest of the people's livelihood and mental capacity. Oh, yeah. I've been in situations where I innovate. I love to innovate. I like to learn new things. And I always tell my team and which they feel weird about, you know, I had a team of 50. They're like, what do you mean? Make as many mistakes as you want. I'm like, since birth, since growing up, we were told don't make this mistakes, do this one. You know, you have to choose better, do this one, but we're never really free to make mistakes because it's not okay for the world to do, right? But to me, it's like, make as many mistakes as you can because that's how you learn. 
but be ready to have three okay alternatives to fix those mistakes Perfect. Perfect. Right? Because if you make mistakes and you're like, how did I do this? I'm like, okay, figure out how you're going to solve that problem. Give me Absolutely. three alternatives. Not one, three, because one might not work, two might not work, three might not work if we combine all. So to them, it was kind of new that they didn't know, what do you mean make many mistakes? What? And so they like that idea. It's because now I'm giving them autonomy, not yes. micromanage their brain or their decision-making skills. They're not even capable. That's why you need life coaches because people just tell you Absolutely. what to do. Again, tell you what to do. Like, But you can do it themselves if you have set up yourself a great leader or like yourself, a great mentor that you can unlock your potential through mistakes because now you're able to learn what not to do next time hopefully now right absolutely. now repeat it no. Yeah. yeah no i'm absolutely in concurrence with you on this constance because uh in what you're doing is absolutely right you know and if i link organizational behavior and psychology to this very few of those organizations actually have the culture where you know they they, they make you vulnerable they say that you know you make you make those mistakes because you're in the learning process and it's a never-ending process, and at the same time you, you learn from them and as you said you know you have your alternatives so that you know you pick the best one and then you know move ahead, and it's an encouragement to somebody because things like reprimanding and you know bringing somebody down it, it just doesn't work. It's contrary you know, to somebody's beliefs and it just puts your morale down. So yeah, you're on the right, I think you're on the right track uh, with your team. And yeah. I love you. I love, I love just having more ideas because I feel like there's more innovation within ourselves that would come out if you're allowed to make mistakes and truly make mistakes and and fix it. Because I think not a lot of industry, like think about the hackers of the world, okay? How do you think they hack in your system? They don't do it one time. They look for vulnerability. They look for holes that they can go through, right? That's what we do is we should always look for that one circle that we can get our full potential to the next level. How are you going to do that if you don't make mistakes trying to figure out which hole are you supposed to go, right? Right, right. So that's how I see life. It's like, hey, go ahead. Opportunity is yours. The world is up to you. But it's, I think, surrounding yourself with people who are in the same mindset makes a big difference. That's what I always tell them. Surround yourself with positive people. That's how we LinkedIn. That's how literally we LinkedIn, right? It's because of that leadership. and, And I love it. Now, what are you doing to help others to keep them inspired, continuously encourage them to develop themselves. What do you do? What are the tools? Well, A, that, of course, you know, the platform is there now. We are leveraging the the power of social media. So I post on a broad variety of topics. One is, okay, lessons in leadership and, you know, what you can do. Because I I see not only, you know, from, from a corporate perspective, but I see today students are on social media and they are, I think, you know, one of the, the... Said, I think, you know, they, the millennials, okay, they are the ones who are going to be, you know, the forerunners and, you know, successors. So some of them, or maybe, you know, a handful of them, if, if they get inspired and they are like kind of prudent enough, they're going to understand, you know, what these messages are all about. It, it may probably subconsciously, unconsciously somewhere later prepare them. So one is I do that. One is I do spread awareness on social media about 
emotional intelligence uh, because that is the number one skill today along with learning how to learn that that part of the skill today it's been ranked so these two go hand in hand and the more we speak about these you know you're trying to what you're trying to do is like a subliminal message somewhere somewhere they keep reading you know these uh, nuggets or articles on emotional intelligence self-awareness consciousness and things like that it may sound you know very sometimes mystical you know to this generation but i mean at, at the end of the day people know about meditation and you know other practices that would kind of you know keep you in a state of you know some alertness and balance some calm some equanimity and and i and i use these profoundly okay through my messages and then again apart from linkedin constants i have facebook where i have thousands of my students i mean i call them students so they were trainees you know i put them back in that that mode uh because the the learning impact is greater so uh they they still after 10 years you know of of teaching they they still ask me questions sometimes that sir i'm stuck in this place and you know i have this job and that and so i said fine you know that you give your your advice and counsel and then you say you know that now i've written something see if that helps you you know not from an angle of putting a like or a kudos or whatever and you know i share something with them that might you know help them later on and i'm going to start my own uh, service uh, very soon constants that uh, you know would help people uh, to move to better places you know in terms of the performance as well so i i'm a big fan of these things uh, it's very dear to me to my life and uh, because i come from maternally i come from you know family of teachers so it it kind of drives that 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 value of purpose in you to go and spread the message and you know see the world you want to see the world as a better place with all of these things happening yeah you want to leave your children with a world with a better place right that's yeah. just always my goal too now if there's one tool about emotional intelligence that you want level up listeners to have what would that be well well there are many tools so for me personally and what i would uh, strongly recommend okay is to to read more about you know what emotional intelligence okay is all about see you emotions are a part of your your system yeah part of your system it's it's neurophysical so one is that you know you can't kind of eliminate them or you cannot completely control but the tool that i can give them is try to be more with yourself with your emotions see i don't want to share something you know right out from a book or theory because that is something that can be found out constantly so from my from my personal practices you know that i would share that try to be more with your emotions you know handle them with curiosity with compassion with inclusivity you know don't discard them because the more you fight the more they will multiply like rapids that that's that's how it is because the simple logic is you know the mind doesn't know subtraction the mind only knows addition and multiplication so the more you fight the more it multiplies to so there are certain practices of course in terms of being conscious self awareness you know how you bring yourself to a some level you know of being calm and deal with yourself and and understand that there is nothing like a bad emotion yeah we all we all very happy when you are happy you are happy you are joyful you are blissful but there's nothing like a bad emotion 
And labeling your emotion incorrectly is something that uh, you know you should be watchful of doing. And if you are only able to understand this and slowly recognize your emotions and 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 deal with them, you know, gently, okay, no distantly, and treat them for whatever they are. I think slowly and slowly. And then of course, you know, there is there is NLP that you can uh, neurolinguistics, you know, that you can combine with that. That really helps you to because it's ultimately behavior modeling what you're trying to do. Mm. Uh, you know, so I can kind of say that yes, one tool is NLP that goes very well with you know emotional intelligence and positive psychology, as well. So if if today's millennial and you know people who are all undergoing you know this wave of stress and negativity and all of that, if, if they can put their mind a little bit on this, you know, sometime you know you know self care that's very important because I think you shouldn't be neglecting yourself because. The body is like the most eco-friendly, you know, system that you're blessed with. Let me put it that way. If you kind of run it like a well-oiled machine, then I think, you know, you will be grounded for life. Yeah. What is NLP, by the way, in case our listeners doesn't know so, about that? Yeah, sure. So neuro-linguistics programming is all about, you know, behavior modeling. So what you think, neuro, okay, and, and, and what you speak and then, you know, how you behave, your act, so your thoughts, your beliefs, your intent, words, they all should be insane. So, you know, you're thinking something, you're speaking something, your body language is, you know, going awry. It's more to do with, as I said, you know, behavior modeling. Uh, it, it kind of removes a lot of, or negates a lot of, you know, negative uh, influences which are there. There's some people you see that, you know, they try to be joyful, but still something internally is not working well. They're just not themselves. And if you really want to be in sync with your thoughts, streamlined, linear, you know, that really matches, you know, with your body language. I'm not talking about, you know, the etiquette and that side of it, but really, you know, your your your, your neural pathway, you know, and, and your physical language, okay, they have to concur. So be intentional, I guess. When you do self-awareness, yes, be intentional from your words to your thoughts to the way you yes. present yourself, yeah. nonverbal language kind of needs to align. Um, so you're right. Self-awareness is something that you need to be yeah. fully aware of what you're doing, but be intentional on in everything that you do. Yeah. So great point. Thank you so much. Yeah. Just one last thing, you know, if like, you know, you get up every day and you like, you ask me a tool. So this is like a holistic tool. And we know this, you know, that practicing gratitude helps number one in the morning. And even just ask yourself two questions, you know, what intentions are you setting for the day? And, you know, what priorities are you looking at or what priorities are you setting for the day? This really helps. Wow. Okay. I will do that. I actually did that already. Intentions, good vibes out there. <laughs> I start my day with you today, so I have good vibes for sure. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. And I oh, appreciate you. And I'm hoping I will have you again in the next future. Talk about emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's my pleasure, Constance. Thanks oh. so much for hosting me. Yep. It's really been an engaging conversation. Awesome. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at leveluppbydocleland at gmail.com. Docleland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.